Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first Cassandra Properties podcast. I am joined by my esteemed colleague, partner, right hand, left hand, and everything in between, Becca, Becky, Rebecca, Reba Madalonis. Say hi, Rebecca. Hi. And of course, we have Petey on the ones and twos behind us. Petey is our creative director and our uh, CMO. He takes care of everything digital at Cassandra Properties, and it's been a, a really interesting ride. We'll get into that as we move forward in the program. Um, we wanted to start today and just kind of give a, a brief roll-up, right, of, of the company and, and the origins, how we started, how we ended up where we are today, and uh, kind of lay the foundation of what the podcast will be about as we move forward. So we, we wanted this to be... Um, a community, you know, source for all things real estate, but beyond also things that impact our, our community. I'm born and raised in Staten Island. Mom is born and raised in Staten Island. So it's, it's been near and dear uh, to us, all things civic, if you will, over the years. So the company was founded back in 1989, for those of you who don't know, by mom, Cassandra, that's uh, the company bears her namesake. And uh, there's one S in Cassandra. She will, yes. she definitely will correct you if you use the Greek mythology, Cassandra. There's one S in this Cassandra. Um, and in 1989, you know, she had jumped into really kind of tough waters, right? Like the market back then, uh, historically, 1989 was not the best time to open a real estate company. Um, and she was a woman, you know, which... Yep was difficult. Uh, this was a predominantly uh, male, you know, run and dominated business. Um, she was, uh, for many, many, many years before that, she was an agent and a broker for several different local brokerages. Uh, so 1989, market is, is awful. Mom decides, hey, let's go open a, a, a business. So uh, opened up over on Clove Road, actually across from the firehouse. I remember actually as a kid going in and, and working on the office and being excited that she had this opportunity. I've been, you know, since I'm knee high to a grasshopper, I've been real estate, right? And I've been dragged around to listing appointments and I have some, <laughs> some really funny stories I'll share in the future of things that had happened. Um, but she opens up in 1989. She's doing particularly uh, high-end homes was the focus as the market evolves mom sees an opportunity. Uh, you know, there's an ebb and flow to the market, right? Reeves, we, yep. we see the commercial come on strong and then the residential and it, many times it's counter cyclical. So yeah, absolutely. we've learned to adapt and go back and forth and, and kind of ramp up the side of the business that we see is, is got the most opportunity on the horizon. So she moves then into commercial leasing, which there's like no women, particularly on Staten Island in the early 90s doing commercial leasing and she does some of the first uh, land leases of of any notoriety out here in Staten Island uh, and she's just kicking butt and she has not stopped kicking butt and she's still oh yes she is <laughs> she, she's a powerhouse yeah, that's for sure she still comes in a couple <laughs> of times a week and reminds us that we don't know what we're doing and you know make sure that the ship is sailing the right way um, so let's fast forward real quick and just talk about where we are today. Um, I found Rebecca when we worked on the Empire Outlets project. How, how long ago was that? I think it was six years oh now. Oh my gosh. Six years ago, right? And six years of me. you were working for uh, one of the largest third party providers of services, if you will, in the outlet industry. Yep. 
Um, I have this like maniacal way of, I remember our first call. Oh, I do too. I was, I was like so nervous. I'm like, ah, here I, I, we go again. I have to get on with another person yep. and run through my insane way and methodology <laughs> of following up and making sure oh, that, yes. you know, nothing slipped through the cracks. And I think our first call was like seven hours, almost seven hours. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I meet Rebecca by phone. Yep. Our first call runs on and on. So the way we used to do this, and like this is a good tip for those of you out there trying to get commercial deals done, uh, you have to be relentless. Like 100%. You cannot stop. You cannot send an email, make a call, uh, send a deck. You know, we've come up with all sorts of neat creative ideas to try and get the rep's attention. You have to be absolutely methodical and relentless in your approach. We followed up. We probably at our peak had 40 reminders a day. Yeah, absolutely. Right? If not more. Just on that job of constantly hammering the reps, getting in front of them, letting them know what the opportunity was. Uh, We came up with what we called the breadcrumbing system. Right? Legendary. Legendary. (laughs) So we we didn't want to give all the information up front uh, because we found that it would be annoying if we continue to <laughs> to send all the information over and over and over again. So we decided to take like the top 15 or 20 of the most relevant topics and we would just send snippets, a little bit of press or, or whatever was happening that day or that week just to kind of breadcrumb them. And by the time we ran out of breadcrumbs, there was something new that happened and we, yeah. we refilled the basket and we continued we on, did. right? So yeah, absolutely. So we meet a uh, six hour, seven hour call initially, and you were as nuts as I was. I yes. mean, you were, I was like, Jesus, like I'm waiting for you to tap out, right? Yep, like no. everyone taps out with me. Let, let's go until you tap. You didn't tap and I'm going, no. wow, okay. So then we kind of fell into this routine, three or four hour calls every night. Every night, yeah. And we're still doing them. Yeah, so, six years later. <laughs> six years later, <laughs> we, we uh, we use a great program that uh, sends us our alert or alerts every day. I'm still kind of a dinosaur. I need to have paper, mm-hmm. right? So I print out my reminders and I have to write everything out and recast it. And every night we get on a call and we run down every single thing we didn't get to and we recast it. And yeah. sometimes the sheets build up and a week goes by and you can't get through it all, but we eventually catch it and reset everything. And it's a relentless. <laughs> As I'm saying it, and now I'm sharing this with the world, I'm like, you know, it is kind of crazy that this is a pretty wild system that we put together. But, hey. It it, works. It does. It works. It works for us. So we're going to do a podcast, folks. We're going to do this once a week. Um, We want to cover it, like I said, all things real estate certainly will be the focus, but uh, we absolutely want to go beyond that. Um, We have a, a, a... wonderful list of guests that we're going to be uh, moving forward with attorneys, engineers, uh, politicians, some um, pretty cool, uh, famous folks, actually, yeah, that we're going to be able to pop on some icons in the industry. Um, You know, we want to have small businesses on we want to have people from every market segment, we want to make sure that you're represented from the restaurants to the drop off dry cleaners from the, you know, the smaller deals right on up to the 
Nordstrom's and Nike's. We've done it all. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what we want this to be, a kind of a community place where we can get together and talk honestly about things that are going on, uh, certainly try and give you some tips and insight into how we've done what we've done over the years and, uh, you know, bring people into the fold. Uh, so I thought it would be a good idea maybe if, if Becca, you could just speak about the structure you've put in place here. So Becca, sure. yeah, tell us about what you do and, and how you've kind of whipped this place into shape and, you know, how we ended up where we are. Cause it's a very different company than it was six, seven years ago. Yeah, so I have a background in human resources. Um, so I had actually made a career switch um, about a year before um, I met James. So coming into it, I had um, just kind of went over everything that Cassandra Properties had in place. And um, it was interesting because James had, was running such a great company, but there were the, the little more... Um, administrative things that James no, I just wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't running a great company. It's okay. I mean, we were we were hammering away <laughs> relentlessly, but it wasn't a great company. It was a great place to work, but it wasn't a great company. It's okay. Yeah, well, you you know, <laughs> you get busy with the big picture and yeah. you don't always see um, the little things and the details that need to be tended to because honestly, you were busy making deals, which was great. Um, yeah. So I kind of came in, um, took a look at what we had for handbooks um, and kind of just how things were laid out um, and really went through them. And James and I spent Again, this seems to be a reoccurring theme here, the amount of hours that we put in. But um, we, we stripped everything down and we built everything back up. So um, we really took a lot of time and made sure to structure everything um, that we really felt worked. Um, we have a really uh, great dynamic in this office. I think that we're really um, lucky to have the people that we have um, working here. Um, it is an interesting dynamic because you don't have the normal employer-employee relationship. All um, real estate agents and brokers are independent contractors. So that's a little bit different, um, but we are, I feel like it's seamless here. Um, everyone just really gets along. Um, it's a great atmosphere, and that really helped when I came in to kind of restructure everything because everyone was just, you know, it's very team-oriented here. Um, and that made the transition really easy, and it just made everything kind of flow. So I started with that, um, went through all of that. Um, that was a – that was – took us a little while but it was a good, it was a good process <laughs> it took a couple of years. <laughs> yeah um and you know like james said we we spend a majority of our lives in this program um called smart sheets and um that's kind of where we organize and keep everything um but we also kind of found like we were missing a crm and so we spent a lot, a lot of time researching what we thought might be um, a really good program that would not only, you know, assist the agents, but that could also tie into a new website, because that was another thing that we felt like the company is growing and we have a great name um, on Staten Island. But our website didn't really match how I think that we felt that we were being portrayed. Yep. So um started again from the beginning, um, built up a really great website and got a CRM for our agents to work with. Um, and that's been, that's been really great. Um, everybody took to it really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just been one thing after the other, we kind of just go and, and take, see something and we fix it until <laughs> we've got everything fixed. You, you make it sound so easy. Like, Oh, we got a new CRM and Oh, we yeah, got a no new worries, website. No worries. That was, uh, all of those things. I have to give credit to Pete, 
uh, PD back here has been yes. taking the company to a completely different level. We recognized years ago that real estate was going to live and die in digital space, yes. right? We knew yep. that this was uh, without a doubt going to define, you had to go from a deal maker, being a great deal maker to mm -hmm. being a great marketer. And those things do not go hand in hand. Uh, yep. You know, be, being a, I've always been taken great pride in being a great deal maker. Um, and I, I look with negotiation skills, our team, I, I'll put them up against anybody We're we're absolutely we're, our skills are are tight on the negotiation side. Mm -hmm. But we were missing uh, the marketing side, we just we we didn't have um, we didn't have marketing that was commensurate to our deal making ability. Yeah. Right. So um, we went ahead and tore it all down twice, uh, rebuilt yeah. it twice. And Pete, um, when Pete came over, it definitely unlocked kind of that next level. We're in development now of what will absolutely be a market disruptor, um, mm -hmm. a, a new app that is literally going to change the game uh, on the investment frontier for real estate. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely. We're going to roll it out locally, mm -hmm. and then we're going to go uh, region, and then we're going to go across the state, the the country. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That's something I'm trying to not smile too much. <laughs> I'm super super excited. Well, to to have these it's ideas, right? And mm -hmm. you know, uh, when I was a kid, I remember I, I wrote a, a, a I had an assignment. I'm talking about like a kid kid, um, and it was about problem solving. You know, when mm -hmm. the squeaky door is what I had entitled it. And, you know, as a, as a little child, I remember if I opened the door and it squeaked, for some reason it hit me like, why does it squeak? And like, I took the screwdriver out and I'm, tr I'm trying to dismantle the hinges and okay. figure out like, you know, where we like to tinker and we like to get in the weeds and, you know, figure out where things are not efficient, how to create efficiencies. So we're super excited about that app. Um, and we're in development now. We actually had our first trial run on Monday and like the text went off and you know, the alert worked and everything yep. connected and it was so cool. Um, but that will be coming out in the next couple of months and we're going to continue to innovate. I mean, Pete has taken this to a whole new world. We have now over 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Thank you everyone for the follows there. Uh, we're pumping out content every day. We love it. We enjoy it. Please keep the suggestions coming. So many of you reach out and want to hear about different topics. We're happy mm -hmm. to speak on it and, and produce that content for you. Uh, we're up to now 10,000 monthly website visitors, 30,000 monthly page views, 265,000 video views on YouTube. And today, here we are in our new podcast studio. So, so much credit goes to Pete uh, because none of this would have happened without the absolute, you know, endless effort from you and from Rebecca. So thank you very much both. For, for kind of making all the crazy things like the birdies <laughs> float around in yes. my head and catching the bird and then putting it in and actually making it happen. Way to put it. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a, a really awesome experience. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about my influences as I kind of came through the ranks. Obviously, mom mm -hmm. whipped me, you know, into shape, but good, oh, yes. you know, off the hop. When I started in this business, there was none of this wonderful tools that we have today uh, right like yeah. you know i remember the first modem like we went and oh we, gosh yeah we, <laughs> we went and we picked it up and 
I, I was fascinated that we took the phone and we had this big Velcro strap and you strapped it onto this, looked like a, a plate, like a speaker. Oh, and you heard the beeps and the boops and all these things going on. And Pete, can hmm. you pull up a, a picture of like the original modems? You probably don't even remember this, Rebecca, because you're like a baby. I, yeah, but okay. th this is how we used to have to get uh, our information. <laughs> oh <my laughs> there gosh. it is. Yep, you had to strap that down and it connected to the uh, MLS server. Oh, wow. And the beeps and the boops happened. And then we had our <laughs> dot matrix printer and it took about 27 hours for a hot sheet to print. Uh, but Unreal. then, like, it changed the game. But prior to that, the only way you had access to properties is you had the book what we used to call the book. You had to go every two weeks and pick up these cases of books for your agents. It was this thick and it had every single listing, every change, everything that had happened, anything that closed, acceptance, so on and so forth. And people in the know and in the industry couldn't wait to get that book. You know, like the first one to get the book had access to the deals and that's how we did it. You know, you- It's just wild. It's pre-cell phone, pre-beeper, pre-any of that mess. But you know what? Business got done. Yeah, absolutely. Business got done. Just it's uh, in a very different way. In a very different way. Mm -hmm. uh, today, um, and this is something people don't, don't get with the small businesses, and then we'll lead into a little bit of the coronavirus and talk about some of the sentiments of small business and, and why they're feeling what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't get that for many of us in, in the small business world, you, you, you can't disconnect anymore. I mean, it's literally been since the advent of, of cell phones, I have not been on a trip ever where I've shut down, not wow. even for a day. You know, it's, it's wow. at most, I think, was the Montana trip where at night we spoke, you know, for whatever it was, an hour or two a night to try and catch up. Yep. But, uh, and that was only because there was no service. There was no work around. I had you going crazy trying to figure out sad phones and yep. emails. And you're oh, like, yes. dude, I got it. Just yep. go catch some fish and yep. enjoy Yellowstone. <laughs> and I got it. So, uh, you know, when you're in the grind the way we are, you don't have the benefit or the luxury or the ability of just putting it down and walking away from it. Mm -hmm. At least we don't, you know, and that, I understand that that's a decision that we've made. Uh, but with that comes sacrifice. Right? Like I've missed countless things with the family. Yeah. Right? Countless parties. Disappointed my wife. God bless her for staying with me the way she has. Can't tell you how many events I've missed, how many things I've missed with the kids. Mm -hmm. And it's sacrifice. You put your heart and soul into this and you wake up one day and you look around. There's a lot of people that depend on you and it's a lot of pressure. Right? Yeah. That's a, it's a lot of pressure. It, it really is. And it's funny that you say that because I can remember um, one of your, you know, getaways with the family and I believe it was Bermuda and I could you know it was like 10 11 o'clock at night and, and we're going through everything and trying to play catch up and you know I, I can like hear the waves crashing <laughs> and like there you are working away on the balcony at 11 o'clock at night trying to uh, stay on top of everything so it's it's tough it is right? and, yeah and folks don't understand why there's been some of the uh, the backlash you know from small business feeling um, devastated, mm -hmm. right? Of course, uh, thank you uh, to the, the men and women on the front lines of this thing, absolutely doing an amazing job. Uh, we were very happy and proud to be able to partner with um, our local hospital over yeah. at Northwell. And, um, you know, we donated, uh, we actually partnered with Gata Interior Demo, Dave Berman, shout out to Dave Berman, 
stepped up, wonderful, matched us ten grand a piece yeah, to fantastic. build out the negative pressure mm -hmm. rooms, and then um, we also did over at Rumsey, I think a food truck for a month, right? Yes. We yeah. paid for uh, also with Dave, you yes. know, credit yep. to Dave, uh, just to have a hot coffee and something to eat for the doctors mm -hmm. and nurses, you know, as as they were in the grind there. So. Again, thank you for that work. Amazing work. Unbelievable heroes. Um, yes. Really. Thank Staten you. Island, though, we kill it. We do. Whenever mm -hmm. there's there's an issue, you know, we seem to to rise to the challenge. We've been and we've been faced with 9/11 and then the 08 crash and Superstorm Sandy, and now here we are again. But we always kind of find a way to to come back a little bit stronger, a little bit more resilient. Um, but this was the first time where we actually had to stop, right? Yeah. And that was really scary. Yeah, it was really scary. And I think everybody kind of felt, you know, one of the, the downsides to this whole thing is, you know, you've got a team of people and, and you try to figure out how do we stay connected? How do we keep everyone, you know, and at least for James and I, we kind of felt like, you know, it was our responsibility to make sure that everyone, you know, was taken care of and, and stayed in, in the group and, you know, had some sort of outlet um, during this whole crisis. And, you know, we had come up with a couple of things to kind of keep our team engaged. And um, I think they worked really well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really trying time for for everyone involved. Yeah, you know, during the during the shutdown, um, we tripled down quadrupled down on our infrastructure. Yes, you know, uh, we were able to do things remotely. Um, we really invested a lot of time and money in shoring up the back end, mm -hmm. the hub and spoke approach, uh, expanding our reach digitally. Mm -hmm. um, we got every agent um, that participated in all the Zoom certified, right? Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we decided, so kind of as we were brainstorming and thinking, you know, we have this downtime, um, what can we do? What can we do to better um, ourselves, help our agents um, kind of get a leg up so that when we came out of this thing, we would come out strong and ready. Um, so one of the things we had kind of tossed around was this ePro course um, that you can just do online. Everybody could do it separately at their own pace. Um, but we decided that every week we were going to jump on a Zoom call and kind of talk about it and, you know, have some group discussion. And then James said, well, let's take this a step further and let's have um, J-Man, who does work for the state, I believe. Shout out to uh, J-Man. Yeah, Wonderful uh, guy. He's fantastic. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's just, just as a side note, um, Zooms are, are great. But, you know, after you've done them week after week, you know, it's it's a little hard to keep everyone's attention. And he came in and, boy, you know, I give him props because everybody was so engaged. Um, but yeah, so we kind of went through that. We um, all went and got certified. You had to take a, a test. Um, everybody who participated passed the test. And we are all EPRO certified, those of us that um, decided to take part in it. Um, so that's a really cool thing just for our agents to come out and say, hey, you know, this is what we did in the downtime. And we certainly didn't um, just kind of shut off and forget things. We um, kept up with everything and, you know, just tried to educate ourselves so that we really could come out on the other end and, and be ready to go. Yeah. So. We, we, we've been ahead of the game, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. But I took a lot away from that course without a doubt. Oh, a shout too. out to nice art. There, there yeah. was, I mean, Pete, I think even you had some takeaways there, right? 
you know, Pete's our like little digital genius that, that is. is always like kind of locked up in a, <laughs> a corner. But yeah. we, there was a lot of things that we took away um, that we're implementing now. Really great course uh, for those of you who have not taken it, particularly if, if you're a little intimidated by technology. Yeah, they really kind of it, took, it was a hard course. I mean, it wasn't easy, but yeah. they did take you through it. In a, in a manner that was, uh, it kept you engaged. It was yeah. easy to digest. Mm -hmm. It was a good tempo. Yeah. And then layering in J-Man and that just absolutely contagious personality absolutely. brought a whole nother kind of light, I think, to the group. Yeah, he certainly, he certainly <laughs> did. So. Hey, welcome to J-Man, J-Man Realty. <laughs> I know we got to get him on here. Absolutely. So, yeah, he, he would be great. Without a doubt. So we got everyone certified. Um, we're deploying this stuff now, and, and this mm -hmm. is this is typical of me, right? I, I talk, and I'm, I've got so many things flying around in my head that I have to start making notes to try and pull it back. So coronavirus, bringing it back, keeping people close, keeping people centered, going through this experience, um, and folks not quite understanding the backlash mm -hmm. from the business community, right? People yeah. saying, hey, this is, we're talking about public health, we're talking about safety, and of course we get that. And of course that is Absolutely. always priority number one. Mm -hmm. But, and there's a but, until you have missed those events and you have looked your wife in the eyes and you have disappointed her and you look your kids in the eyes and you've disappointed them because you're doing what you think is right and trying to make sure that the company is doing what needs to be done mm -hmm. and you're able to take care of the family and you're able to take care of the people that have become dependent upon you, that's where you saw this personal pushback. Yeah. Um, the elected officials have, I mean, look, I, I, I love the criticism of these electeds. I laugh at it. Nobody's been through this before. No. Right? Gosh, like no. this has never happened in modern times, right? We have to go back to like 1920, or 1918. Yeah, 1918, I right? believe. Yeah. That, that's the last territory. time something like this happened. Mm -hmm. And the, the parallels are almost non-existent mm -hmm. because the world is so dynamically changed. And, yeah. you know, we're in this hyper-critical cycle where everybody has something negative to say. And it's like, chill, right? Like, mm -hmm. we've never been through this before. The electeds have never been through this before. Right. There was no playbook that we could pick up and be like, oh, okay, global pandemic, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that a little more tolerance would serve everybody well yeah. now. Um, you know, follow the science, uh, of course, but the science has changed. That's evolved. Mm -hmm. There's no way the scientists could know where this was going to go. So I would just ask for understanding and patience from everybody on all sides of this discussion because until you've walked a day, or in my case, 25 years in my shoes, mm -hmm. you don't, you can't understand what the impact is and what yeah. we've been trying to mitigate and what we've been trying to hedge against. So, um, you know, that, that I think is why there's been a bit of a disconnect. We need to talk more, just in general, mm -hmm. right? People need to communicate more. Yeah. We've got to stop screaming at each other. Right. And we'll we'll have a whole separate podcast, you know, about this as we go forward with some of the civic leaders in the community and so proud of Staten Island for the way they've handled everything. Like it's really it's been we have really yep. stood above, you know, head and shoulders above. Everybody likes to kind of throw a dig at Staten Island and where the forgotten borough and you know, where this and what. Hey, when it comes down to it, 
you, and, mm-hmm. and you're in a foxhole, you want to be in the foxhole with folks from Staten Island. So um, bring it full circle, folks. Just keep it cool. Be understanding. Listen. Understand that we all are coming from different places in this. And I think it, for the most part, people are best intended and well intended. Um, but you just don't know the experience until you've walked it. So I just wanted to touch on that because I I think it's important that people understand. I've heard so much positivity and so much negativity about the the reaction from the small business community. Oh, it's irresponsible that you want it to open. It's this, it's that. There's, there's a lot of other things that, that go into this. Um, So that is what it is. Um, I think that for the future, Right. If you're mm-hmm. if you have any ideas or topics or people who want to come on the show, uh, some of my influences. Again, I got off on a tangent. Uh, Stanley Friedman. If you're out there and you hear this, Stanley, I miss you. I love you. You have played such an absolute, profound role in uh, my career development, and uh, I miss you. I love you. You have. Uh, you'll always be here in my heart, even though you're not here barking at me every day. Um, it, he gave me so much guidance and took me from that uh, younger, aggressive, at all costs, get from A to B and taught me, hey, it, it, okay, it's great that you could run through the brick wall, right? But right. there's collateral damage. Then mm-hmm. bricks go flying, people get hit. Stop. Do a little recon. See, see if there's <laughs> other ways to get around that wall. Yeah. And really has helped me uh, in my personal growth. Mike Minacucci, another one who has played such an important role in my development, so much more of a role than I think he'll ever know. Uh, Attorney out here on Staten Island, if he's listening, Mike, again, thank you so much for all of the leadership, all of the insight, the Sunday morning chats, the guidance, uh, and the influence. It's really been, uh, played a big part in my development. And I would certainly be remiss if I didn't mention uh, a new relationship, Uh, but Chad Reyes over at Lions Pride. Mm. Right? Yeah, he's great. So one of my agents, Rob Nixon, uh, very big on the self-help and, mm-hmm. um, you know, these personal empowerment courses. And out of sheer ignorance, I pushed away all those things over the years. Like I read the Tony Robbins book years ago. Right. And, you know, I, when that first kind of hit, like, okay. I, I, but uh, my, I think my ego wouldn't allow me to show weakness that needed to be improved. Right. And if you knew me 10 years ago, you would understand how profound of a statement that is for me to be able to make. Um, And Rob, actually, to his credit, like dragged me to a couple of these events. And then I went with him and Brian to Alliance Pride event on a Saturday. Right. It was like a whole day gig. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of went like kicking and screaming, like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's see what this is going to be about. And it was about communication. Again, back to the communication theme. We didn't I didn't realize that there is such an unbelievable difference in how I see things mm. and just some, I mean, you, there's a, yeah. what, what are we, 10 years apart, 12 years apart? 10 years. Uh, you know, Rob, I've got to be closer to 15 years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian, around the same thing. No, I'm, I'm closer to 20 years. Oh, my gosh. I'm 45 now. I think Rob's only like 25, 26. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, sorry. That's terrible. That was rough. He's 28. All right, 28, so I feel a little bit better. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, point (laughs) is, things that, um, how I heard things and how I digested things and how I processed things Mm -hmm. are completely different. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Than how uh, his generation sees things Mm -hmm. and how your generation sees things. And from that one session 
we took away, right? We had our little call, and I had all my little oh, notes. Oh, had all his notes. We need to understand that the way you talk, mm-hmm. it's 80% what you, how you say it, not yeah. what you say. And blah, blah, blah. So, yep. so exciting um, to open up at this late stage in the game for me to kind of relearn everything, right? Yeah. Like to learn different leadership tactics. I've always been sword, shield, mm-hmm. get behind me, let's go. Um, that, that's not for everybody. In fact, that's not for most people. And yeah. I was missing that over all of those years. So for all of you who I've run past <laughs> with a sword and a shield, I'm sorry. It wasn't intentional. It was me thinking I was doing the right thing. Right. Um, but Chad, through his courses and his leadership programs, now we've done a bunch of sessions. We're trying to get something on the books for the entire office. Yes. Um, really significant impact in, in what we do here and how we process information and the systems that we put in place, like it impacts everything. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, when people talk about, you know, communication and relationships and everything, you know, you think about, okay, communicating with your spouse or your, you know, significant other, your children, you don't necessarily think about your coworkers or your, you know, your boss. And that's really it necessary in every relationship in life um, and, and work, especially because if you think about it, you really do spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your family, 100%. you know? So it's really important that you assess that and, and learn um, kind of how everyone receives information. Um, it's very helpful. Yeah. I'd love to have Chad on yes. and have him articulate some of the things uh down to the basics like that is a cup okay so let's <laughs> implement a policy about right where we're going to source the cup how we're mm-hmm. going to store it when it will be used and how we dispose of it and then you come to learn that rob doesn't see that as a cup right right rob perceives that as something different so mm-hmm. the balance of the policy is goes out the window because yeah. the initial impact and impression is completely different. Uh, they taught yep. us about fear and about uh, how people retreat to different places and the in- inability to digest information is completely different. So uh, again, shout out to Chad, um, really helping impact how we do things here. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want this to run on too long. Um, I wanted to just touch on some of the community stuff at the office. Yep. Um, some of the things that we do that are so important, Corey Shifter, over at Casali, you were my influence on this. Uh, years ago, watched some of the things that you had done around the holidays. And mm-hmm. we've always done things, and we've done things discreetly. Um, but we, come to, we came to find that when you put it out there in the universe, yes. as Corey did, mm-hmm. maybe that impacts the next person to say, you know what, mm-hmm. I should be doing more. So we've been so, so proud of our uh, Season of Giving program. Yeah. Right. So you want to talk great. a little bit about that? Yeah, I get emotional so like a baby. I, I every know. Time I know you do. About this stuff. And I have to say, it's probably one of my um, fondest memories of things that we've gotten to do together. Um, the t- two years ago, right? Two years ago is when we when we started it, um, and we spent some time just thinking about um, who we should give to um, and how we were going to go about it, and we ended up uh, going with um, I think three or four different places um, and we presented checks. Um, and then the best part uh, was we went and bought um, a ton of gifts for kids. I mean, a ton. It was kind of, it was like one of those old shows that you watch. I forget there was a supermarket show. I don't know if anyone remembers, but it was like, what was it? 
Supermarket Sweep. Oh, that show was great. <laughs> but that is literally what it felt like when we went into Target. And it was like, just pile in the toys. And it was such a fun experience. And James did get very emotional, um, which was really sweet because, you know, just let's say it. You don't always, you don't always see that side. Um, and it was nice to see that side come out. But um, it, was, it was just a really fun experience. We got to get all these toys together um, and give to a bunch of kids who wouldn't have otherwise um, received. And it was just, it was such a blessing. Um, it was a blessing for us to do it as a company. Um, it was a blessing, I, I know, to me personally. And I, I know James feels the same way. And, you know, after that, we said, we're doing this every year. And it kind of changed our mindset a little bit because yeah. I feel like we both were like, okay, how do we how do we make more so we can give more? Absolutely. Um, that really is um, always kind of at the forefront of our minds um, because we just enjoyed that process so much. So um, last year, um, we did it a little differently. Yeah. Um, we did a bunch of gifts for kids again. Um, but Last year, you got to be a part of it, um, the actual giving, right? Yeah. Um, I was I was not here for that this year, this past December, but um, we have a video. You should go check it out on YouTube. Um, it was it was really neat to watch um, and kind of really just bring a smile to those little kids' faces. So without a doubt, yeah, um, it was good. We did work for Michael's cause. Yeah. Um, Michael's diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy at the age of four. Um, if you have a chance. Go check that kid's site out because he has some story. He is an unbelievable kid. Um, very proud to work with them. And I have to say to the agents, I am so proud of the civic work that these f folks do here. Yeah. Um, we, we were doing a story recently and we asked them to send over a list mm -hmm. of all the boards and all the community give back stuff. And... I mean, we, we, we play a part of all of it in some measure, but they're really out there for their own initiatives on the front lines of this stuff. I was blown away. Like, yeah, it was pages an extensive list. And pages. So, you know, to all of you guys out there, the Cassandra Properties family, I cannot thank you enough for how you've handled uh, all everything that's gone on and how you've been such an important part of the fiber of Staten Island. Again, Mom is born and raised here. I'm born and raised here. This is home. It's been home. Mm -hmm. And um, being a, you know, a, a leader in, in the real estate industry is not enough. It's not nearly enough. So as Becca said, we're working very hard to try and scale things so that we can do more for the community. That's without yeah. a doubt um, one of my absolute passions now. So um, I think we're going on a little bit long at this point because and, and I'm getting emotional and I don't want to do that. Work. Like that's podcast 900. That's not this podcast. So let's wrap it up on a good note. Becca, yeah. thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I know you look forward to our next three hour call, which will be in about six hours. Yes, I guess yeah. I do. Can't wait. <laughs> Pete, as always on the ones and twos. Thank you very much. Folks, you have a chance. Please reach out. Check us out on all of the wonderful sites. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm -hmm. Check out our website, YouTube. Uh, we've got the whole thing rolling here. So if you're interested in, in, in any topics or if you want to be on the show, please reach out to us and uh, we will catch you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. Thank Stay you. Stay safe.